All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's after 5 o'clock. Welcome back. Pause of Friday in the Gregor Show. Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Jason Greger, Wanya Gretzk with you. The Greger Show, as always, is presented by our title sponsor, Play Alberta.ca, where you can get in the game this weekend. Uh, if you want to do casinos, you want to do in-game betting, they got it all. And also uh, lottery tonight, Lotto Max, $40 million. Up for grabs. Good luck. Remember, if you win, share the wealth. You get uh, Connor some gloves so his hands never wrinkle. When he washes the dishes. There you go. PlayAlberta.ca. As we uh, let's welcome in uh, from Rogers Sportsnet, Mark Specter Speck. How you doing? Hey, just watching Ethan Bear take the puck out of the zone for the Washington Capitals. That's a crazy sight. <laughs> well, there you go. The uh, the Capitals, you, you man, I give them credit, man. They keep finding ways to win. But uh, they, they are slowly uh, dropping down the standings because uh, in today's NHL, um, you know, it's hard to win with no defense, and it's it's even harder to win if you can't score because there's just a, it's a higher scoring league than it's been in a long time. And the uh, Capitals have now found themselves they're outside the playoff pitcher spec, and and I, I won't be surprised if all of a sudden uh, the only teams below them are like Montreal, Buffalo, Columbus, and Ottawa. I think that's a, that's where they're going to end up. The way this season is going for the uh, Washington Capitals, uh, the Edmonton Orders are kind of going the opposite direction. Uh, they keep moving up. Uh, I crunch the numbers. I look at all the numbers spec. And you know what? Uh, many moons ago, it looked like, you know, wild card was the best case scenario for the Empton owners. I really don't think that's, I think there's a realistic chance that, you know, by when they come out of the all-star break, the Edmonton owners are a going to be in a playoff spot for sure. They're already there points percentage wise, but just on points, they'll be in there. And, and I think the gap between them and, and LA and Vancouver and Vegas is going to be substantially lower than it is right now. 
Well, listen there, you know, it's going to get tougher because your schedule uh, is going to get tougher. You've done all the numbers on all the games in a short period of time. I think it was eight back-to-backs, right? Yeah. Uh, very condensed schedule. But what you have to say for the Edmonton Oilers is, well, they have a you know a light schedule, and frankly, against a, a fair few non-playoff teams, they're winning all the games, right? You know, you can't control the schedule, but you can control how you do with the schedule. And give the Oilers credit. They, yeah, they got an easy schedule right now, but they're winning all their games. So let's see how they do when things get tough and intense and it's every second night. What did you say, for 65 days or something? Yeah, seventy. the final 73 days of the season, they play 37 games. Yeah, so that's a that's a lot of hockey, and there's going to be a, a couple of scheduled losses in there and a couple of tired nights and some injured players. That's what happens when you play a lot. Guys get hurt, and then they try to play again the next night, and they maybe get hurt more. So that's just all part of the deal. Everybody, Some teams are doing it right now. The Oilers don't have to do it for a while, but their turn's coming. I'll hit you with a true or false question Connor Halley gave us. On March 9th, the Oilers' goaltenders will be Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard. True or false, Beck? well that's a good question <laughs> you know what i'll say true Ooh. <laughs> i don't know i i don't think i think that's an inherently flawed question because i think by then if Stuart skinner's going as well as he's going right now they'll if jack campbell finds his game they'll bring him up um yeah, Cal Pickard, maybe. Sure. True. I say true. Inherently flawed <laughs> question. True or false? Connor Halley is crying in the studio right now. True. <laughs> well, what do you think? Like, are they, let's say that coming to the trade deadline, they're still as good defensively as they are right now. And Stuart Skinner's playing as well as he is right now. And his game hasn't deteriorated. In fact, maybe it's gotten better. So now I ask you, it's March, you know, it's February 28th. Trade deadline's around the corner. Jay, do you feel like you need to go expand assets on a backup goalie at that point? Well, it's a great question. It, it all depends. And I've trust me, I've looked at it. Now, in two months, there might be guys today I don't think are eligible or available who might become yeah. available, right? And so it is a tough one. I like the question because to me, it's like if you're going to get a backup, a, I don't think a backup is going to cost you very much when I look at the history of NHL trades. Yeah. So to okay. me, you know, fourth round or third round or fifth round or whatever it is to, to get a goalie that I think has a little bit more experience in Pickard, I would probably consider it strongly. But it, who would it have to be? Like James Reimer, I'm not sold on James Reimer if I'm being completely honest, right? So I don't. I, I would. I would. It would depend on who it is. Um, I, I could. I wouldn't be shocked. If the orders didn't make a goaltending change, because Stuart Skinner is going to be their guy, Pickard can play, and you know what? If Pickard falters, they can call up Rodriguer Campbell if need be, and yeah. and go with one of them. So, it, like, I'm not saying it's the best strategy, but I, I don't, especially if Pickard plays another six, seven, eight, whatever games he plays, probably play more than that between now and the March eight uh, deadline. Then you know that lowers the need to do it. Yeah, if he can do it. Like, we all have this inherent bias against Calvin Pickard just because he's been around a long time. He's been in the minors a long time. He's a journeyman by his own admission. He's, I asked him, I said, you take offense to being called a journeyman? He thought about it. He says, no, I've been around a lot. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we sort of go, ah, Cal Pickard, he can't be enough. You know what? You're right, Jay. If by the time the trade deadline comes, he gets in seven or eight more starts and he looks good in them, why can't he be enough, right? Why can't he? 
Yeah. No, it's fair. It's a... Uh... Like I, I, he wouldn't be my first choice. But again, I'm not. I'm not going to overpay for a guy that I'm not sold on just to be another backup. So that would be it. as long as yeah, and, Pickard's and playing games. There's only so many assets here. Yes, there's exactly. There's only so many assets. So I'm asking you now. Like, okay, we're going to be a little. We're going to have a little less backup goalie than you want going in the playoffs. Well, first of all, if you you know if your starter isn't playing, it means you've pulled him, or if he's out for a period. Long- Long period of time, your runs end in anyway. You're not winning with your backup. Almost nobody does. So maybe you, you keep those assets and you get a third line center. Now you can afford that extra defenseman. I think I'd rather have a bolstered defensive core than a bolstered goalie core. If Pickard can, you know, make some saves here down the stretch. Yeah, well, for certain. Mark Spector joins us. Spec. Um... You look at the uh, the orders. Uh, Knobloch mentioned today that they're going to bring up a seventh defenseman for the road trip. Right, said uh, that's what he expects. So if they're going to do that, then they got to send a forward down. Right, um, Sam Gagne's not playing tonight, and uh, the coach said he could be available. Who do you think they're going to put on? Who do you think they're going to put on waivers and send down to bring up a defenseman for the road trip? Well, is there anybody left up here? I mean, I always look at waiver. You know, guys that aren't waiver eligible. That's the guy you want to send down. Right? Who are you sending down? You could always send. Uh, you, you know what? I was going to say you can send Brown down, but you can't send Brown down. No, he'll get claimed for sure. It's seven hundred seventy-five k. You're paying all the bonus money next year. Right? Yes, yes. Well, it's a good question. Lavoie's down already. Um, I mean, I guess you could send Adam Ernie down. You know, it's it, who is it, who do we pick from here? We're picking from Ernie or Gagne, and you'd rather not lose either guy, obviously. But they both have to go through waivers to go down. Correct. Oh, everybody on the – there's nobody on the order forward group that doesn't require waivers. I don't think there's anybody on the defense group that uh, doesn't require waivers anymore. So, no, everybody, uh, they're going to have to expose to waivers. Yeah, so probably Adam Ernie. I mean, I'm only thinking that if you lost Adam Ernie on waivers, within a month you'd be able to pick another Adam Ernie off on waivers from somebody else, right? Yeah, you're probably fair. Yeah. So, uh, so you think it'll be Ernie over Gagne on waivers? That'd be your guess. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I guess let's talk. Let's let's focus this conversation. Who bring? Who's brought more to the table this year for the Oilers on that fourth line? Gagne or Ernie? Yeah, fair point. You know, I think I'd, I'd rather risk losing Ernie. I think Gagne's been better, and I wasn't sure I'd say that when the season started, but I'm saying it now. Hey, speaking of saying stuff, yeah. I heard Craig Button talking about how you couldn't have a best on best without the Russians. Yeah, what's he smoking? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I he I, he's going into semantics of the word best on best. Russia isn't in fine, but uh, is Russia considered like if they played that tournament? Would Russia be even considered top four favorites when you look at their blue line? I don't think they would be. What's Russia won lately? Yeah. Right? Didn't they won the Olympics when no one was there? That's what they won. They beat <laughs> Germany. Didn't they beat Germany in the final? Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. You know what? Am I sick and tired of the sporting world tapping their foot and waiting to include the Russians and everything? Yeah, I'm all with Russians you. do. I mean, politically, all they do is attack other countries. And just wait. What if it goes from Ukraine to Latvia? Are we still going to include them in hockey? I hope not. And and on in the sporting world, and I've covered a bunch of Olympics and I covered a lot of track and field where they use a lot of performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a nation in the world. I get it. Everybody cheats some. 
There isn't a nation in the world that has worse, that has cheated more offensively on a state level than Russia. Russia's been cheating at sports against the rest of us for generations. All they do is cheat, cheat, cheat. And then politically, we can see what they're doing over there. And we're worried about including them. Yeah, I'm with God. Kick them out, throw the key away and don't have another sporting event with a Russian in it. You know, until I'm out of the business. Who cares about Russia? They don't care about us. It's hard to argue. I forgot James Hamlin's spec. Technically, he doesn't uh, require ah. waivers, so uh, they could put him. Ah. Uh, he's on an entry level deal, so they could waive him if they if they if they were they did not want to risk losing anyone. They could send James Hamlin down. Well, so that's, that's uh, clearly the guy you send down. Then, yeah, we've both forgot about him. He, yeah. He's the waiver guy. That's listen. It's a cruel business because James Hamlin's been. I give him credit. Guy his size, and you look at him and think, ah, come on, how's he going to play? He's been really good. Like, he's been really good in his role. You know, hasn't hurt you one bit. But who goes down? I'll bet just James Hamlin goes down. You could be right. And, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, they like him as a centerman, though I guess, you know what, uh, then we couldn't, I guess, play Gagne. Uh, as a center iceman for, you know, wouldn't be the end of the world, right? You have him on the fourth line with Brown and, and Ernie. I think that would be fine for for a few games. But, yeah, I, I could see how you're right. I, I think unfair is a valid thing because the way he's played, he's not, not deserving. But everybody actually right now that's – like even Adam Ernie, for what his role is – He's just fine. He's played just fine. So um, I mean, listen, you're also putting yourself in a position where, like, this 12 forward thing – you know, I get it. Holland's going for it. He's capped out. He doesn't get to have a 22-man roster, 23-man roster, and I know the reasons why, and I I support them. But one of the one of the collateral issues here is you send Hamlin down. Now you got to play Gagne every night, right? Gagne's looked real good in and out of the lineup here. He comes in, he gives you a couple great games. Could Gagne play for you every night? At fourth line center, can he be a centerman for you every night? You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe if we'd have watched him play every single night this season at center in, in an important spot, we might not be saying how great he's played. He's been really good coming out of the bullpen most of the time. It's a whole different deal when you got 12 forwards. He's got to play every night. Uh, no, that's fair. Speck, have yourself a great weekend. We will uh, chat with you on Monday. All right. See you, It's Mark Specker in the Speck Report here on Sports 1440, brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. Uh, when we return, uh, Low Tide will join us. We also have uh, Wanye's World on a jam-packed Friday edition of The Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 527, Jason Gregor, Wanye Gretz, Connor Halley with you on a Monday. Had a little bit of snow last night. Oh, how awesome was that? It was a walk in the dog and the snow came down. It was just like, great. I'm, I know people are like, I don't like the snow. Well, that's okay. We disagree. I love the snow. Need the snow. Uh, we need it actually just for our earth more than anything. Uh, just got to read a little bit on how dry this would be and what it's going to mean for forest fires and everything. Like, no, thank you. I'll take a little bit of snow shoveling and maybe having to slow down on the road so we're not burning all over the place this uh, summer. That would be great. So, Or I guess we are praying that we get a ton of rain in the springtime. But a little bit of snow cover is great. Helps us in lots of fashion. So, And it looks great, too. The brown, I'm done with it. Not good at all. I'm, uh, I'm uh, ready for, uh, for something different on the ground. Uh, at least... Uh, that's just me, though. So, to each their own. If they uh, if they're in love with it, but I'm not. Enough's enough. Let's bring in uh, Alan Mitchell, aka uh, Low Tide LT. How you doing? 
I'm good. Every time I talk about needing moisture, people say that's what old people talk about. So I'm glad you did it, Jason. You're younger than I am. <laughs> well, it's true, man. It's uh, true. It's like people don't understand, like, how do you got to grow stuff? It just doesn't magically show up in the grocery store. <laughs> it doesn't? No, I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. <laughs> but I ordered my stuff online. That magically oh, shows well, up. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> right. They, they have a special place yeah. where that's happened. Doesn't require moisture to grow no. my food. No, not at all. Not at all. Um... LT, the, uh, the, you sit back and, you know, I, re- I read your article about, uh, you know, the order, like goalie options, man. Good on you for looking, but I really don't see any. No. There is, <laughs> here's the thing. The, the Oilers, um, kind of like Toronto, they, I think both management groups said, you know, this, look, we're going to have to overpay. It's too early in the year to trade the first round pick. And let's look internally. And Pickard has, has played well. Stuart Skinner has, as he did a year ago, right of the ship. And, you know, right now, if you're like, if you're making a bet, let's say you're going to, you know, trade something real for a, for a goaltender who you believe, you know, your scouts believe maybe is a hair better than what the owners have. There's no guarantee that player will come here and adapt quickly and, and be able to, to settle in. Pickard, based on what, you know, your reporting and, and others seems to fit right in with the group. Uh, Skinner has, he did it last year too. He, he, right of the ship and he kind of saved the team a year ago he's done the same he's played well and you know you you, you run the numbers since uh Knobloch got uh you know took over and certainly since the end of november and skinner looks very good so uh, you know maybe things change by the deadline but right now uh running as they are at least until the schedule starts to get a little more intense and more games in fewer days i think this is a, a pretty wise decision because there's just not much out there guys no, no, there truly isn't. Like the 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 option would be maybe if you see some teams, you know, who fall out of it, like that are legit falling out of it. Like, and now this would be kind of a surprise one, but as because I think this team's going to fall out of it, I wonder. And I, again, I don't think it would happen the trade. But what if the Washington Capitals is like, you know what? Eh, maybe we'd uh, we'd consider moving Charlie Lindgren. Well, then all of a sudden yeah. your ears perk up. Right now you're. Yeah. Uh, now you're rather intrigued, but you know, I'd like to think they wouldn't do it, but you never know, right? Like they, yeah. they've, they've got, uh, you know, they, they've got now he's, he's banged up a little bit, but um, you know, they've, and he's a UFA, I guess he's got one more year left, but they've got Darcy Kemper kind of locked up as their main guy for the next, you know, four years. And I don't really think you want Kemper. I'm sure they'd rather say, no, 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 you take Darcy Kemper. And you're like, well, you know, although uh, maybe they would do Kemper for Campbell and a few other things because the money's basically the same. That might be a conversation. But again, I think I still think it would cost you a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, even Kemper, I, I don't think he'd cost a whole hell of a lot. But if if you, you know, if you like Pickard, and until, like if Pickard falters, then, then, then you probably want to do something. But until then, then certainly, you know, we'll know more about what teams are simply out of it as we get closer to the deadline. So it, it, right now, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's it's foggy with more fog to come. It really is. There's not a lot that is known out there. And Lindgren is a really good name, uh, but he's obviously you know you you got to you know he's 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 coming back. You're going to play him. Teams are going to want to see him. So I mean, it all leads to war. And it's a late deadline, or it feels like it's a late deadline. That might help the owners a little bit. 
It does feel like it, but I actually went back and looked, and it's because the season ends a little bit later too, right? Like usually the the it's like March second, March third. Now it's the eighth, but the season usually ends on the thirteenth. Now it's on the eighteenth, and what's interesting now is it ends on the eighteenth because they want to start the playoffs on the twentieth on the Saturday. And yeah. well, for the the orders play, I look they play five games in the last eight days of the season. Like I, I honestly. Usually McDavid doesn't like to rest. If the orders are in a position, I won't be shocked if he's resting that final game on the 18th because they play back-to-back on the 17th and the 18th. And if they're going to have to start on the 20th, I think there's – like I'll be curious to see what they do. Now, maybe McDavid says, just play me 10 minutes. I just want to be on the ice. So maybe they do that. But uh, I'm going to be curious to see how they handle it because they got a very weird, condensed schedule in the month of April. Yeah, it, it's going to be – you made the point a while ago about the, the second goaltender and – the, the the you know a developing story we'll see but you know getting back to Pickard if he can handle that and then the other thing is what do you do about the seventh defenseman they're going to have to bring somebody up and I at some point whoever that seventh defenseman in is is going to have to play a little bit they've been running six and consistently and they've all been healthy but if you're going to have a seventh guy and he's on the roster and you feel like you're going to play him in some playoff games then I think you have to play him down the stretch right. I would think so, yes. You know where my head went, LT, when you started talking about Lindgren? 1997-98 Oilers, Mats Lindgren, 13 goals, 13 assists that year. Full 82-game yep. slate. He could still surprise yep. us, couldn't he? Yeah, well, you know, the the uh, was that did he get traded from the Islanders or did, did they get traded to the Islanders? To the Islanders. To now the- we know that because I'm looking right now. Okay, yeah. The, was that Sallow? What was that? The Salo yeah. trade. Nah, Tommy Salo. I'm but, telling you. Tommy Salo split the, the fan base right in two. Half of them loved him, and half of them thought it was a real downgrade from Joseph. And it was, but, I mean, there was only one Joseph. So. And we still can't sew the fan base back together. <laughs> no. No, I think, honestly, I think what happened to the fan base is everybody got so tired of looking at the uh, the draft lottery that, that everybody lost their mind a little bit. That's my feeling anyway. Al Mitchell joins us. Uh, LT, uh, NFL weekend. What uh, what do you make of your Eagles? How concerned are you, uh, the Eagles, heading into the playoffs? Are they a one and done, or are they going to be able to rebound and and kind of get out of the ditch that they've been driving into here the last few weeks? There's two things that have happened. They used to own the, the, the line of scrimmage, and they don't anymore. They've aged. And then their, their secondary, uh, you know, it's like I'm watching the game and I'm like, are they playing prevent defense? And they're not, and they look like they're playing prevent defense. So they, they're, 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 injuries are a part of it, but there are holes in that defensive uh, game. And I, I mean, I, if unless that gets fixed in a quick hurry, I do not like their chances to win even one playoff game. They, they couldn't lose to the Cardinals, and they did, and they didn't want to, but they couldn't, they could not stop a damn thing in that game. No, it's been uh, that was a painful loss. There's no question about it. Uh, who are you rooting to make the playoffs? Who are on the line this weekend? Al, is there any team that you want to see in? Well, there's two things. I heard uh, uh, Connor talking about uh, uh, not wanting Seattle in. I, I, I've got too many friends who are Seahawks fans, and I've got too many friends who are Bills fans. So I'd like those two teams to get in, just as I would the Chargers if they ever, you know. I mean, they're garbage. But if they ever did, I'd cheer for them because I like Connor. So I'll say Seahawks and the, the Bills. Seahawks and the Bills. All right, Al. Connor's having a tough day. Speck said his question was stupid. Now you said that the Chargers are garbage. 
Poor guy. Well, he knows they're garbage. <laughs> He's just swimming to the surface. Do your best. They Connor. were a playoff team last year. Inspect said it was a good question. Ben said it was garbage. He's so. all over the road. You <laughs> can't be expected to <laughs> hold this did, did all together. Did you just say they were a good team last year? I said a playoff team last year. <laughs> oh, my God. What does that have to do with anything? Do Whoa. they suck I, right now? They haven't been trashed forever is what I'm saying. Oh. Don't, don't worry, boys. When, when <laughs> they're, they're, I feel bad for their quarterback, but when he gets traded to New England for nothing, he'll win there. <laughs> I think you're all wrong. Now that the XFL and that other league merged together, <laughs> that's the way I'm going, boys. That's the league to get behind. <laughs> Have a good weekend, boys. There you go. That's uh, Alan Mitchell, uh, a.k.a. Low Tide, joins us every Friday here on Sports 1440. I love Con. Well, they were a playoff team last year. <laughs> That is awesome. Did he say they're terrible this year, or was it like big picture? I don't know. I think I, it was just terrible, I, like with yeah, no time horizon. It was, well, it was this year. And that's yeah. why I said, you know, last year they weren't. And, you know, yeah, they, they, I'll, I'll step back now. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see what happens in the Chicago-New Jersey game. Uh, Brandon Smith is pretty tough. Um, caught Connor Bedard. Uh, with a shot. Now Bedard got, went down, got right back up though, but was holding his, uh, his mouth. And, uh, I will be very curious to see, uh, what happens. A, if he returns or not. And then B, how Chicago responds. Ooh, could be a little spicy in New Jersey. The, uh, Blackhawks are leading one nothing, by the way. Uh, let's get to the ski report as you head out to the weekend. Uh, I know some of you are wondering, hey, here comes the Snow Valley ski report. Is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Friday, January 5th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. It's not a lot, but some snow has started to fall at most Alberta resorts with more expected in the next few days. Marmot Basin getting three new centimeters overnight. Soften things up a bit, but still not enough to get the new Knob Quad Chair or the Eagle East area open. Down in Banff, Lake Louise, four centimeters overnight and six over the past four days with sunshine received similar totals this week. No new snow at Norquay or Nakiska and Castle Mountain receiving two centimeters in the last 12 hours. Heading down Highway 1 into BC, Kicking Horse received three new centimeters and Revelstoke nine fresh centimeters overnight. Further south, Fernie with four new centimeters but Kimberly and Panorama, no new snow yet to report. In the Okanagan, Silver Star is nine centimeters fresh and Big White received eight while Sun Peaks with four new centimeters of fresh snow. While there is some new snow on the ground in the mountains, don't stop praying to the snow gods as there is still a long way to go to get things up to even what an average snow base would be for this time of year. Lots of natural hazards still poking through, so do be careful out there. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. All right. And, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about uh, the uh, four that has to go down. Um, they don't. Um, we did some uh, number crunching, and uh, now, and I probably should double check this before I say it on the air. But um, doing the number crunching, I think the orders actually have enough room to call up Gleason without having to send anybody down. So, there you go. That that ends the suspense. You could be one of three people in the world who understand the CBA, Gregor. Uh, and wow. how the salary caps are calculated. Teams make mistakes, yeah. but you don't. I'm going to text my buddy uh, Hart at Puckpedia. I'm, I'm like 97% sure on this, but I'm going to double check with him. So I was uh, doing some math. I might have uh, miscalculated because we're doing it while we're on the air, but I think the uh, orders with their uh, cap space now do have enough room to um, to recall Gleason. Well, I guess. Yeah, well, Gleason's cheaper than Broberg, and I think they want Broberg to play because the guy they're calling up isn't going to play unless there's an injury, right? So um, I think they have uh, they have the space to do it. So 
There you go. So that ends the uh, suspense. I can sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, we'll come back. Wanye's world. What's he going to be on about? Find out next in the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 544. Jason Gregor. Connor Halley. Wanye Gretz with you. A lovely Friday. It is time for Wanye's world brought to you by Action Electrical. You want uh, residential solar for your house, maybe commercial solar for your place of business? Well, guess what? Action Electrical can do both. And more importantly, they can help set you up and ensure that you qualify for all the proper grants or the uh, interest-free loans that the federal government offers right now. So you can save cash and save cash short-term and long-term. ActionElectrical.net. One day. The Edmonton Oilers have the top two players in the NHL. And spare me your Austin Matthews talk. They're one and two. And we just had a team skills competition. And what are we sitting here talking about on a Friday? Cody Cece's dog, Hugo Cece, winning the Rough Rough Relay against Connor McDavid's dog, Leonard. Now, haters will say that Oilers fans are weird and we will watch anything Oilers related. Dismiss them immediately. The hot take is that these dog races have opened up a Pandora's box of options at events like this. It doesn't have to be the Oilers now participating in the skills competition. Why don't we have the spouses race? I would like to know which Oilers wife is faster. Oh my God, that would be great. Why don't we have the mom's race on the mom's trip and the dad's race on the dad's trip and then the mom and the dad race for super parent and you get three of the losing kids paychecks? If you do not need Oilers in the Oilers skills competition, why don't we have the children race? Who's faster? Matthias Eckholm's fictional 11 year old son I just invented? Or Derek Ryan's 30-year-old adult daughter, Beatrice. Who's faster? Let's make them race. I would love to see everybody in the Oilers families participating next year at the skills competition. Thank you for letting the dogs race, Oilers. The uh, Well, that's the second year of the dog race, right? Because they did it last year. It was really the Leonard show last year, and they invented a forum to show Leonard off. Oh, yeah. Fair point. Um uh, we do have lots of text about it. Were, were you? Did you go to the skills competition or did you watch it? I watched it. Oh, okay. Um, hey, guys, can somebody do a shout-out, please, to uh, James Hamlin for doing the Linus Omark shootout move? There you go. Well, there's your shout-out, uh, HVAC Nick. You did it for us. We read it for you. I'd like to get his take on the Rough Rough Relay. Oh, big night for the, the CC family, right? Huge he was night. the first star. Yeah. The hardest shot by by quite a bit. And then uh, his dog, what's his dog's name? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. I don't know. Uh, Hugo? Hugo. Had the hardest shot? No, CC oh, had, had the hardest shot. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, more sense. Hugo came in there and was just ripping bombs. Unbelievable. Like, How is this guy? He got all four paws on it, man. I'll tell you that right now. It was amazing. Unbelievable. All four paws oh, on yes, it. Yes, he did. So, I, uh, it was nice. I'd bet on Oilers children racing against each other in a flat foot race, like a flat out race. I would bet on that. Yeah, well, you'd probably have to get them in the same age category, right? You never know. They, it's skill-related. You may have a six-year-old who's just got wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if they lose, though? That's a tough one. A four-year-old. You don't want a four-year-old race and losing. That's a tough one. 17,000 fans. But the uh, I, I will say, that I, I, I bet you, if you ask the players that their partner or spouse do the race, now that would be intriguing. I'm not sure how many of them would want to do it. But that would be uh, intriguing. 23 roster And just players. do a straight one. Don't have to do the curve because there's more. Just do a straight from the end line to the center ice line or blue line, whatever you like. It would be, uh, it'd be interesting. The, uh, you know, the dog race, it's, it's funny. I asked my son who's 10 now, like, what was his favorite part? And he goes, well, I didn't really have a favorite part. I liked all of it is what he said. Right? And those skills, I was, hey, those are for the kids. They have fun. I like to see them shooting. Right. Uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins, he was like, Nugent Hopkins beat McDavid and Dreisaitl. Right. That's what it's from in the mind of a child. It's very unique because he's just like, dude, he just beat the two best players in the world at a skills competition. And Nugent Hawkins, pretty good shooter. Right. And but it's just funny how when you listen to him, like how quite excited he was like, dad, Nugent Hopkins beat both McDavid and Drysaddle. Like he had remembered all who was going in the semis and who was in the final and. You know, all that sort of stuff. And then he's wondering, well, how come these guys go in that event and these guys go in that event? And I was trying to explain to them best, like, some have a choice, some don't have a choice. Just kind of how it goes. You have to do different things. It's all for fun. Right? So they're cheering each other on. But there's always, there's a fun little bit of a, you know, we had Ryan McLeod on. If you missed it, you can go to uh, jasongregor.com. The interview's there or the podcast later on. But, uh, you know, McLeod was talking about how, you know, they're probably going to give it to Bouchard because that's two years in a row and he has the one the hardest shot. So, but like the thing is, if you did a hardest shot standing still, which is what you see in the games most often, I think Bouchard would, would be a strong, uh, I would like to see that because as much as I love the hardest shot and it's all for fun, I'd be, I'm just curious. I'm not saying I don't like the format. I'd be curious to see, I would love a one-timer one just to see guys one-timing it. Because that happens in a game. Like, it would be amazing if you ever saw a guy skate as far as CeCe and those other guys skated into a puck to shoot it. It'd be great to see it in a game. We're just never going to happen because there's never that much time and space to race up to a puck from, you know, 20 feet away. I like to, when you watch the skills competition, the people in the crowd. I like, there's a lot, as we well know, Gregor, it is a preposterous sum of money to go to an Oilers game. And the fact that they have it open to the stand, to the fans at the skills competition, there's a lot of families at that game in the stadium having a popcorn, having a pop that may not get the chance to go to lots of games. And I think that adds to the overall atmosphere, the amount of kids in there, the amount of families in there. It's great to see. Got this one coming in from St. Albert Kevin. Uh, 
Hey, guys, what's your thoughts on uh, the Bethel Thompson? Yeah, Farhan Lology is reporting that Bethel Thompson signed a one-year deal with the Elks. So they released a quarterback who they have to pay hundred grand to in Cornelius. Now they've signed Bethel Thompson, and the deal with incentives could have him making up to half a million dollars. So here's, here's my concern, Connor Halley. And Chris Jones, I'm telling you right now, because I base it on past experience, I have zero faith that Chris Jones will have the patience required to develop Trey Ford. Jarius Jackson, I think, is going to have to fight tooth and nail to say, why are we bringing in Bethel Thompson? The Elks haven't made the playoffs in years. They're they're not that good. Is Bethel Thompson your long-term answer in Edmonton? I'd be hesitant to say he is. Trey Ford is the guy who brought fans to the facility last year when the team was terrible because he's entertaining. Is he young and can he learn 100%? But my goodness, if you're, if, because now Bethel, now you're going to come in here and it's going to be a competition for the starting job. I don't like it. Cons, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I don't know, like you say, what is the dynamic going to be with McLeod Bethel-Thompson if, if it is, in fact, true on Farhand, very well connected. I'm, I'm sure there's some truth to what he's saying. I mean, this is a guy who did leave the CFL to go play last year with the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, now he's coming back. I would hope that it's with the... Uh, the the discussion is to be that you're the backup here, Trey Ford. I mean, he puts people in seats. Uh, people get excited to watch him. McLeod Bethel Thompson, although he did win a Super or a Great Cup with the Argos in his final year, he he doesn't have that same sort of appeal. And the Edmonton Elks need people in their seats, right? So it's it's an interesting one to me. If he's going to come in here and be that good veteran quarterback that can help Trey Ford develop, good move. If we see Chris Jones not give that opportunity to Trey Ford and go with Bethel Thompson instead, then I think I'll question it, you'll question it, and the fan base will as well because Trey Ford won the fan base over. He will put the team on his back at times, won games, made plays with his feet. It, it's a it's an interesting move, Gregor. The the move to, to cut Cornelius to save money, I think people understood it. This one could be interesting. Oh, man. He's 35 years of age. Yeah. What the hell? Like, are you joking? This is what I said all along. I, I'm i not a, a big fan. Chris Jones has too much power in Edmonton, and when he has both jobs, the numbers speak for themselves. The success rate has not been very good. Um, you, You're bringing in, and by the way, he'll turn 36 in July. Now, hey, may, 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 maybe this guy is like this old player who's just going to be stellar, and I know he had some decent years in Toronto, but I don't know. It just, this seems... This is an odd, odd decision for me, right? He was in the USFL last year. Um, like, yeah, he played last year, but... 14 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, completed 65% of his passes. Yeah. For which team, though? The New Orleans, New Orleans Breakers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a odd decision, cons. Oof, we're going to be talking about that a lot tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, but uh, next week for sure. On behalf of uh, Wanya Gretz... Connor Halley, I'm Jason Greger. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the Orders Senators game tomorrow. Please don't drink and drive. Okay, don't be inebriated. Just get home safe and sound. Let's get to the con, man. And a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. We'll talk to you on Monday. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.